When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the channel. We've got some nice sun out there today. Hopefully, we're looking forward to a big weekend of footy for round three. And today, we're going to be having our first edition of our buy, hold, and sell. So, I'm going to start with Mr. Josh Schuster. So, going to be coming in on the second row this week. And what we will see from him is it's at least three weeks of work. So, people, you know, everyone's jumping on him straight away. And, and you know, fair, fair enough. He's, he's that type of player that we've we've seen in the past. Like, you know, when you and Aiken came on the scene, when Jack Bird did, um, Bradman Best last year. Actually, is it the same round that did Best start in round three last year? Um, we'll have to get someone in the comments to let me know. But he's that type of player that, you know, when he, when he gets a, a chance to play on the park, he should be able to score pretty well. You can see last year, pretty uh, last week, pretty much played the whole game and got 40 tackles. No, no attacking stats to get 47. So... He's someone that you can bring into your team and play straight away, and you'd expect him to make a fair bit of cash. So at three hundred and one, three hundred and one k, there's not much uh, you know, risk in, involved there. But yeah, there's that's something to think about that he might lose his spot after three weeks. But just you know, have a think about the fact that Josefsky got dropped, so there's a chance that if Schuster plays well, he he might keep that edge when Sirinen comes back. Yeah, that's going to be somewhere between round six and round eight. So something to think about there is also if Foran or DCE gets injured, there's a chance that he you know keeps playing. And we always, we've done this in the past where you know that young guns come in and we're like, oh, he only gets three weeks, and and sometimes like, oh, it's not worth it for him to make enough money. But these type of good players, they always get a chance. And we didn't think Schuster would play anytime soon, and he gets on the bench for round two. And there's a chance he heads back to the bench for a little bit. Uh, you know, after those first three or four weeks that he gets in, in second row, but um, we'll have to work that out from there. But I definitely think he's a buy to start off our our chat here. And we're going to go for uh, Shawnee O'Sullivan for our next one at, at 319k. He's someone that's going to get a little bit extra time to play for the Warriors. So there you go, finally loaded. 319k, break even to 25. So you, if you wanted to, you could sit on him for for a second. We've got... Schuster in with the the five break even so with uh, with Sean O'Sullivan 
we have a little bit of data to go off to, and, and he played with the with the Broncos last year and um, had a little bit of time from round sixteen onwards, uh, but only got the only got the three games there and played a five eighth. And you can see that even even there, he's still getting a decent amount of kick meters and and has uh, the rest of the games at halfback in twenty nineteen, where he's only got one score under thirty, which is really cool. So with him, I don't think you're going to be worried too much about him uh, losing your money or or not making you money you'd expect him to average somewhere in the 30s I think would be pretty safe you know the odd 40 or 50 game where he scores a try or gets some attacking stats but you know he's someone that that does make a fair few tackles which is good you know majority in the 20s and 30s there he does miss a bunch of tackles but you know he runs the ball a bit he kicks the ball um you know the odd offload and tackle bust which you know should at least get him in the 30s and and make you you know a hundred or so thousand dollars and and he's a little bit safer than someone like Schuster, but I think Schuster has a lot more upside than than someone like O'Sullivan. But I think he's definitely worth a buy, but you could wait a week if you wanted to with O'Sullivan and see how he goes. And if he picks up a 40 or so in the first game and looks great, then you could you could lock him in. And you know if you've, if you've got a half or so that gets injured, obviously if you have CHT, then, then O'Sullivan is, is not a bad little downgrade option. Uh, for our next one, I just want to talk about it, someone like Daniel Alvaro. So that's a really nice break even this week at one. And if he can score around that 40 mark, then he's going to be up in the 500s really quickly. So he only needs to do that for the first you know, six weeks and he'll very quickly be up in the 500s. And, and if you know you haven't, you didn't get him in the last week or two, if you didn't start with him or got him last week, then you still have an opportunity to bring him in now. I think if you miss out on him this week and he gets a 40, uh, then I don't think you should be picking him up from here. So last chance for someone like Alvaro, but I think he's definitely a buy. He's gonna he's gonna get around that well thirty six minutes in the first game. I'd say that would be his low, and you'd expect games around the forty. He was about he was at about forty or forty one last game before coming back on for the last eight or nine minutes there. So around forty minutes for a you know point a minute is gonna be good for him. Um, already in ten and a half percent of teams, so it looks like a bunch of people have brought him in this week already. Um, the only other one that's really important, I think, at this stage is someone like Jaden Braley and. I think he's definitely taken a step up from last year, a break even of minus 10. So again, probably one of the last chances to, to try and pick him up if you don't want to miss out. He's already gained over 100K, owned by 35% now. He was at 28% last week. You know, someone that I don't think will be averaging you know, 78, you know, hitting 78s and, and 84s regularly, but something in around the 50 mark would be, would be something that I think would be ideal. He's obviously got two really high tackle games and got some attacking stats in both. But if you can expect tackles somewhere in the 40s and you know a few a few meters gain and the odd attacking stat, then you know so an average of around 50 would be pretty cool. And and he's still got that, you know even at an average of 50, at least 150k to to gain there with with someone like Jaden Braley. And, and I just want to have a look at you know some other guys to buy, but this is more around bringing in those consistent keepers. So we've seen a couple of games now, and and there's a big list of those types of guys. And obviously you've got someone like Cleary, but he is a chance of being out this week. But for feeder, yeah, these are the guys in our, in our people's team that you could possibly bring in. Then you've got Teddy, Pappenhausen um, as sort of your, your guns that might be interesting to bring in. But if we have a, a little scroll down the side here, we've got Payne Haas coming back. will be next week. But Cook's obviously consistent. Had his super low game last, last week, but then has his really high game. So he's going to be averaging in the 60s again. DCE, same thing. Had a... Had a you know, tough a tough start to the year, but then you know got back to his normal sixty odd last week, and he's going to be someone that's going to be averaging around that sixty mark. Reed Marnay, you'd expect to 
I, I'm expecting him to average around 60 this year. Could be, you know, that Api Coruscant level, 60 to 63 there uh, for the most part. He'll have the odd game around the high 40s to 50 and then a bunch of games, you know, a bit higher in the 60, 70 when he makes big tackles and gets some attacking stats. Someone like Toe Harris is really cool. Isn't going to play Origin. Is a dual position. He's going to be really consistent each and every game. Uh, Moses is always, you know, always goes pretty well. Same thing last year. He, he smashed the start of the year, did really well, and then and then fell off a bit at the back end. So if he can keep that for the majority of the year, then he's going to be great and getting you around that you know high fifties to sixty average. Ben Hunt, same thing. He's really taken over this dragon side and and played amazing on the weekend and and had a good round one as well. So he's someone that has the dual position and and could be really helpful for anyone's side. He's very consistent. You know, he's normally around that fifty five point score at half. So he maybe he's a fifty five to sixty this year. Carrigan, I'd probably avoid if you haven't got him at this stage. If you have him at the moment, I think I definitely think he's a hold, which we'll talk about in the next one. But you know, he's someone that is getting a few less minutes and and isn't as consistent. Frizzell's always been consistent. So I'm same with Isaiah Yo, you know, Flanagan, McCulloch. We could go down the line here of all the guys that are pretty consistent, and they're all going to be good options. Cam Murray, Chaboyevich, I wouldn't go for just because he just doesn't have that upside. Um, Junior Paulo, Mitch Barnett are all really cool. Uh, Mitch Barnett. Do we think he can keep the goal kicking? That's going to be the, the thoughts. If you think he can keep that, then he's going to be a mid fifty scorer, which puts him, you know, a little bit undervalued, but not too much. He's already at 7-14, but the middle and the edge combination without origin is pretty enticing. Uh, Pierce is consistent, but he I don't think he'll average that high. Saifidi, same thing around that 50. Um, you got, yeah. And, and then you're getting down here to guys that, some guys that are a little bit less consistent and aren't going to average you know close to 60 uh tarpany same thing will be around that 50 odd hudson young should be around the 50s as well and then you've got guys like fogarty and uh fogarty Keary, these types of guys that that should be somewhere in the in the mid 50s of an average as well munster always seems to be around the 50 mark so these are kind of the guys you want to be looking at if you're looking to bring in a keeper if you've got a couple of mid-rangers that you'd like to to bring one up to a keeper and bring one down to a cash cow, then they're the types of guys you want to be looking at with that. So our next section, we're going to go to the holds. And my first important one, I think, is going to be AJ Brimson. So has dropped a bit of cash, but moves down to 591K. Had his lowest ever score, uh, you know, apart from a 29-minute game. But when he's got decent minutes, that's, that's his lowest score in the last couple of years. With, with 12, and you won't expect that again. He had four errors in that game and only 83 metres, so that's very, very different to what his, his normal games are, and, and you can liken it a little bit to his first game back last last year, and it just wasn't yeah, it just wasn't a good game for him, and, and you'd expect him to, you know, his normal lower games around that 30 mark, and then when he gets his attacking stats to go bigger, I think you should hold him this week at least one to two more weeks just to give him a chance because... He's going to be really annoying if you if you trade him out and then he averages 50 like he did last year and, and he's a keeper. So I wouldn't be thinking about getting rid of him at this stage. That's just my opinion. But if you need to, you can go for it. Uh, right, so we move to Roger. And he's someone that I have in my team. And you know, he's averaged 38.5. I don't know why people would be too stressed about him. Yes, a break even of 57, but he's a keeper and has been for the last, what, six, seven years? Just need some attacking stats to do really well. So if these are his base numbers, yeah, he's getting the 170, 218 metres. This is perfect. You know, there's no issues there. Got a couple of tries this last week. 
to make 44, but he's only had four tackle breaks. So don't stress about Roger. Make sure he is a hold in your team. Someone else I think is a, is a really good hold is, is Turpin at 544. Everyone was so excited about him after round one. You know, he got 53. Why, why are we thinking about dropping him now, right? Yes, he got 32, but that whole game, none of the middle forwards did well. Carrigan got 39. Tino got 25. Like, all these guys in the middle didn't do as, as well, and you've got guys like Tessie New and, and that getting a lot of metres and attacking stats on the edges. So, Fafita scored two tries on the left, you know? So... Think about that with, with these types of guys. The game will be played a little bit closer to the middle. He has games where he's got 64 tackles, right? He's regularly in the, in the high 30s and, and 40s and, and you know, has more metres gained. He didn't kick out a dummy half at all, you know? Like, had three missed tackles, which is, you know, not his standard. So, just had a really, really low game and, and he's someone that I think he could average closer to 50. And if you trade him out now, I think that's pretty silly. He's at least going to make his break even this week Is is my... Is my big call this week, but yeah, you can uh, you can make your decision on that one. But I think he's definitely a hold. Someone else, someone else, I think is a hold is Mister Jake Avarillo. A lot of people are trying to punt him early, and I think even though he hasn't played that well with him, I think he can just hold him just for the cover, right? Who he has four centers, I don't. <laughs> you know, even if you've got like an Opacek and Momorowski, a Tessie New, if you've got two of them, right? Avrilo sitting on your bench. If one of those goes down injured, do you want to trade? Like, if they're out for a week or they get suspended, do you want to trade one of those decent centers for another center and just keep playing that you know center roulette? I don't. I'd rather Avrilo be there. And there's a chance that he comes. He comes good as well. He's obviously had the old elbow injury. He's come up against you know a couple of decent sides in the wet. He doesn't run that much, so I think there's a chance. You know, this is his floor at twenty. He's not going to lose you much money. He's, break, he's had two crap games and he's, his break even is 28. So he's not going to lose you much money. And I think there's only upside for him and you've got the half and the center dual position. So if you can trade anyone else to bring in a Schuster, I would, but I'd try and keep Avrilo for this week. Also, someone I think is a hold for this week. Might not be much longer, but he's Lockie Croker. So he managed to make some cash last week and, and score well at 52. I wouldn't be trying to play him. Just with Cade Cuss looking to be on the bench again, it, you know, there's a chance he might not play and Lockie plays some bigger minutes, but he's going to make his break even of eight. Even if he scores in the twenties, he's going to make, you know, he's going to get up to about three hundred fifty k. If he scores a thirty or forty, then his, you know, him being a cash cow really starts rolling, and, and you can um, you can make some good coin there with him and, and getting him up closer to four hundred at least before you move him on. So again, someone that you could play this week if Cleary doesn't happen to play, but. He's someone that I think you should hold this week if you have the opportunity to. Should you trade Schuster for him? Again, I'd probably try and pick someone else. Someone, one of your mid-rangers that aren't doing as well, or you know, a, a few people have some of these wing fullbacks that aren't doing that great. You know, they're the kind of guys I'd be looking at moving on instead of him. Uh, Dylan Walker is someone that I think you should hold for this week. They've had two really tough games. You know, the first two games it was well, they have uh, bunnies and roosters. Is that right? So. You know, for him to, to have those two games, had a bit of a shocker first game, which is, yeah, fair enough. Against the Roosters, they got absolutely hammered, but, and he didn't look, you know, didn't look amazing under the high ball, which he didn't look again, but he's going to get the chance. I think you should should have him for another week or two. Again, he has the dual position, but 28 last week, got the five tackle breaks, 130 metres. So if he does that again with a few attacking stats against an easier side this week, you know, against, against the Dragons, it should be a much closer game. I think that he's worth keeping and playing in your centers this week if you have him as someone in your team. And the other walker we're going to go through is Cody, guys. Um, 
if you're enjoying this channel, guys, please hit that like button, hit subscribe. Uh, we're doing really well. I really appreciate all the support. We're getting a lot, lot of comments now on these uh, on these videos. We're doing good. But Cody Walker had a had a bit of a slow start. He's got 46 in the first game, which was fine, and then 31. If you've got him in your team, I think you have to hold him for a little bit longer. Right? He, he did get the try last game, but just didn't do too much other than that. Obviously, his kick meters are uh, not something that's very normal for him to get, but usually running for a lot more meters than what he did last week. He's, he's normally up, you know, you can see 70, 80, 90, 100 plus. And he's going to be someone that's going to do really well in a few games and then not so well. He's, he's much he's much more of a roller coaster than even uh, Latrell can be sometimes. So I think you should at least give him another crack. He's going to have a, you know, a pretty big game this week. But if you look at, you know, these kind of keeper-level guys are going to have good games against the good teams and, and against the, the lesser teams as well. So I wouldn't stress too much about that. But if you look at if he gets past the Roosters, then he's got the, the Bulldogs, the Broncos, the Tigers, and the Gold Coast Titans. So four much easier games than, than what he's come, come up against at the start. Obviously, you know, this Eagles game was a bit different, but it's hard for these guys on the edges in, in the wet games that, you know, they're not going to do as well as some of the middle forwards. So Cody, I'd say, is definitely a hold. Now we're going to move on to the sell side, and unfortunately, someone like Abby Corusau is going to be a sell this week. Seven hundred seventy-four k. He's going to be out for about six weeks, so I think you should move him on. I wouldn't be selecting someone like Kenny, but you can trade him to any any of those guns I spoke about in the buy section there. Someone like Tamalolo also a sell out for a few more weeks. I think he can't hold that much money on the on the bench. And can we just talk about how good that photo is of him eating his popcorn? Anyway, Lola has to move on. Someone I also think is probably a sell is going to be Ryan Madison, unfortunately. He hasn't had the, the best start. Got 51 the first game, 31 this one in the 46 minutes. So he's someone that does really well when he's on when he's on the field and can average, you know, averages about, around 60 very normally. But, you know, break even at 86 and there's, you know, he's definitely out this week. There's a chance he, he's out for a bit longer. He's had a bit of an, an issue with concussions over the, the last few years and, this one didn't look very good at all, and, and you can see why you know Felice Cafusi got a few weeks uh, in in the suspension for him. So Madison, I, th- I feel like it's gonna be gonna be something that lingers for a couple of weeks, and and if it does, you have to get rid of him now. I think if you would like to see if he, he plays the following week, then then please do. But I think that he's probably a sell when you know this stage of the season when you've got obviously a lot of trades up your sleeve, and then I think you can straight swap him for someone who's a sixty point scorer. Uh, and, and it's going to help you, you know, stick with the stick with the ranks and, and, and the scores they're doing well. Uh, someone else who's obviously a, a, an obvious sell is, is Andrew Davey. He's out for he's out for the year. Did his ACL unfortunately, and and you know, had some decent scores, but not much we can do there. If you bought him in last week, unfortunate for you, but he's, you're going to have to get rid of him. Same with Chanel at four ninety three k. Good thing is he's, he's obviously made it. He made a little bit of cash for anyone who brought him in, but. You know, the 2.6% of teams that have him are going to have to move him on. And someone like Schuster or O'Sullivan are a nice straight swap that you can play in the halves as well. And, you know, probably going to be an important swap given if you have Cleary and Harris DeVita, for example. So that's that one. Someone else I think is a sell is Corey Allen. 355k. You can see what happens when you move from a good team in the uh, in the Rabbitohs to a pretty poor team in, in the Dogs that your scores just don't translate. He... Is someone that had pretty good base stats at the South, and he just hasn't picked up on that 
on that form since he's moved over to the Dogs. And in a team that isn't going to go as, you know, hasn't been going as well, I don't think he's going to score amazingly. I think he, you know, he'll do better over this next few games. But he does have Rabbitohs in Melbourne coming up after this Broncos game. So he could score well this week. If even you know if the, if the game's a little bit drier and he can he can do a little bit more, but going forward, I don't see don't see him doing well. So I think he's uh, the first of the cells in the wing fullbacks, and we'll talk about a bunch of other guys in the wing fullbacks now as a, as a bit more of a a collective. But we'll start with someone like David Meaden. If you started with him, then that's okay. But if you didn't and you brought him in last week, then I feel sorry for you because he's definitely a cell. That first game was a out of nowhere, you're right? Against a pretty good Eagles team, he he played like the you know one of the games of his life basically. A um, couple of line breaks through the middle, got his try, did really well. But this is very much more like his base stats. You know, hundred meters, no real tackles, couple of misses, a random offload. Um, you know, that's kind of his normal game. And in a Broncos team that's not great, I don't think he's going to score well and needs to be a sell. But if you look at some of the other wing fullbacks, then around that. Price down the bottom. You got the guys like Simonson, who's who's you know, was never someone that's going to make you cash. You know, he gets a try assist, he gets twenty odd, he, he gets nineteen. He's normal games. Fusser Tua needs to go as well. He is not going to score much more than you know eighteen twenty five as a max. We talked about Mead, Stafford Toa, Remus Smith play much better this game. And and if you had him, then then he's definitely a hold. Capella, who else we got? Matty Moylan, I think, is a sell. Yes, he played all right that first game, but you know, who have they got coming up? Does it tell us? Yeah, you like you got Para coming up next, and, and games are going to be a little bit harder, and, and he shouldn't score as well. Yes, it was wet on the weekend, so he didn't, you know, wasn't able to do as much, especially with the footwork and you know, someone that had a bunch of injuries. So, um, yeah, he could score okay, but I, I think yeah, if he can, I'd swap him to someone like Schuster or O'Sullivan. I think they're going to score much better than what Moylan will. Uh, Cody Ramsey again, not too great at three thirty-eight. You could probably move him on if you, you know, that with that experiment didn't go as well. Uh, what else we got there? That's kind of the majority of them. Oh, Jason Saab, he's someone that's got to go. Never really scored well in the past, and and in a manly team that's not great, and he doesn't just doesn't have those base stats. So he's going to be someone that has to go as well. But there you go, guys. That's the uh, the first buy hold sell. Edition uh, for this one. We'll in the Q and A. We'll talk through a little bit more about guys like you know Josh Jackson, Elliot um, Barnett. These types of players that that people are asking me about, and and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. As I said, please hit like and subscribe if you're enjoying this, and we'll see you in the next one. Have fun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 